For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Friday the 14th of July. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Dan McHugh here and I'm joined by Shad Wicker. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm okay. Just uh, ready for the weekend to kick off, my friend. You know, still licking my wounds after not quite securing a full clean sw- uh, queen sweep, actually, across the uh, Wednesday and Thursday night with State of Origin. But, you know, we've got a... A, uh, a buy round of footy coming up, so I'll get into get around that this weekend. Oh, mate, stop wallowing in in, in the mud. <laughs> Why not get involved? The Matildas have a friendly game against the French tonight. Uh, the World Cup's just around the corner. It's exciting. I'm myself going to head to the fish markets, mm-hmm. get some seafood, cook a buttery mm-hmm. French dinner with a nice baguette. And that's going to oh. make the weekend amazing. Set up for the weekend. Ooh la la. Why don't you go full French, you know what I mean? Cook a nice French meal, have a baguette, and then go storm the streets and riot. That'd be oh, cool. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, before I get to planning that, uh, let's discuss some sport. Today we'll be talking Major League Cricket, NBA, AFL, NRL, and more. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home, and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now, you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use, and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a cell aid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your cell aid at cellaid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D.io. Hello everyone, HC Nelson here, and guess what? I'm on fire up this week. Look at this dream come true. That's not right, it's a nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. Find Fire Up on any podcast app. Shadikus, we're at the very, very pointy end of Wimbledon. Uh, Marquetta V, ranked 42, versus Ons Jabur, ranked 6 in the final tomorrow. Yeah, didn't this um, save... I feel like this has happened two years in a row for Wimbledon, saved them a little bit of a uh, headache when it comes to potential finals pairings. Uh, Jabur, uh, the Tunisian, managing to get up, and then uh, I'm going to try and say this last name, Vondorosova. I think I've said that right. Uh, the Czech managing to beat Svitolina and Jabur beating uh, Sabalenka from Belarus. It's Jabur. It's not oh, it's Jabur. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Jabur. So you got Vondorosova right, but you didn't get the first one. Easy one. Look, right. I reckon 50-50 in tennis names, you're doing pretty good. But <laughs> um, but Sabalenka and Svitolina, um, that could have been a bit of a headache when it come to Wimbledon. They would have been sitting there a little bit nervous because, of course, you had Svitolina, the Ukrainian, and then, of course, Sabalenka from Belarus. Ooh which could have been a political nightmare. What are they going to do? She wouldn't even have shaken hands at the end and it would have been rude. 
Yeah, oh no, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, that hasn't happened. We've now got Yabur and Vondrasova. Jabur and Vondrasova. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a good little matchup here. It's nice to see a bit of a shake-up at the top of the women's draw, even though I was so expecting to see Iga Swiatek there and that changed a couple of rounds ago. Yeah. Things are shaping up well. The men's draw will start to shape up nicely as well later on this evening. Yeah, Djokovic versus Sinner this evening. I mean, look, I, I'm like everyone else, I think... Djokovic is going to be the one that's going to get himself through to that final. But, yep. you know, Sinner's good. They're yeah. all good at this end of the of the uh, tournament, mate. And I'm just excited. to. I really want to see the uh, Alcaraz-Djokovic 2 or what, in my view, would be really number one because the first one seemed to be a bit of a fizzer that I don't want to count it, you know? I think it would be just as exciting to see Medvedev get there. But, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Not really. I Medvedev's like- boring. <laughs> I liked your vision yesterday of Alcaraz beating Djokovic, but I, I don't believe that's going to happen. If Alcaraz and Sinner get up, it'll be a 20-year-old versus a 21-year-old, which I don't think in the history of Wimbledon, I think that would easily be the youngest pairing ever, I would imagine, because when um, Rune and Alcaraz took each other on, that was a battle of 20-year-olds and it had been a long time since that had ever happened. It's a, it's a terrific hypothetical. But I think it's going to stay that way. You want to feel old? These guys are post 9-11. These guys are crazy sports stars born in 2003. What is going on well, in my just, life? It's just life and it's called getting up. <laughs> uh, Major League Cricket. It starts today in the United States. Uh, it's their most ambitious attempt to establish pro cricket over there. There's six franchises. Uh, Dallas, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Seattle and New York City. Who are you picking? Yeah, no one, uh, no one get confused. You didn't stutter or make a mistake there, and and said cricket instead of baseball. This is a fascinating experiment with T Twenty cricket into the US. I I feel like when I first started on this podcast, we were talking about this story and about Steve Smith being a potential player owner in the second season. I'm just having a look at these teams. So there's um, like you said, you know, Raiders. MI New York. What a strange name. Uh, San Francisco Unicorns. C- Seattle Orcas, I like. Uh, Texas Super Kings, which is where Dallas Cowboys are. I'm trying to look through the team list. If you had to look through these team lists and tried to see if any names kind of stick out from like big name cricketers that you remember at all. Aaron Finch. Aaron, I'm going to go for Aaron Finch's San Francisco Unicorns because Aaron Finch is the captain and there's a player on his team called Shadab Khan. Is your full name Shadab? No, it's not, but my middle name is Ali Khan. So. That kind of works out pretty close good. Enough. It's close enough. Close enough. It's kind of like if someone. It's kind of like if someone. Or, I ordered a coffee. This is what the coffee person would have written back on it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, it's going to be interesting this major league cricket because it's going to be can Americans get around cricket? And before we started recording this podcast, we were like, maybe it's just going to appeal to a lot of the South Asian Americans. You know, your Indians, your Pakistanis that are living in the US, of which there's about two plus million. But, um, you know, we were also looking at numbers, you know, ML, MLS, Major League Soccer that signed Messi, I think the, some of their games averaged 300,000 viewers. The Major League Baseball has a similar amount with a gigantic season. If you yeah. build enough, uh, enough hype with just a simple tournament, which is what this is, and try and appeal to the baseball fans and go, hey, are you sick of sitting through hours and hours of nine uh, innings of baseball? We know it's great, but how about this quick moment of like similar sport where you can actually hit them with the cricket ball if you wanted to there's hopefully more hitting the boundary than you'd imagine they might tap into something pretty amazing here because 
you know, there's a lot of Americans that are in an interesting time in American sport where the major leagues outside of baseball are off that they could maybe tap into something here and be onto something. Yeah, time will only tell. Yeah, and also time whether the, the uh, Indian investors from the IPL let it keep continuing. <laughs> um, since we're in America, let's stay there and talk NBA. There was all these rumours about LeBron James retiring and he said that's not the case. None of them were true. That's pretty much it. Like, I think that people love a good bitch about stuff. Um, maybe people are a little bit jealous because LeBron's older than you, Shad. Yeah, I mean, look. He's nearly as old as me. This man. is all about his speech at the ESPYs where, you know, it was, it, was very, it was very LeBron, where he's like, a lot of people asking if I'm going to continue on and speculating about what I had to say because he's doing what Aaron Rodgers did in the NFL and Tom Brady did in his where it's like the season starts to end and you go, yeah, you know, I've got to think about, you know, where I'm at, talk to my family, see where I'm going. But it's mm. been well documented by LeBron earlier, like years earlier, that his major goal, and it's assumed by everyone, is he wants to play with his son. Now, yeah. in order to do that, he needs to play for a few more years. The only real question was how long is his stay at the Lakers going to be? Um, because it's kind of as long as he wants. He's got a contract option in his favour, which he's obviously said yes to. And then he took his moment at the ESPYs to have his cool little moment where he goes, a lot of people here, I said I'd stop playing when I couldn't give it my all on that basketball court. And lucky for you, it's not today. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all right, you had your movie moment. <laughs> it's all about how he'll, I'll never cheat the game. Like the game is his mistress. You know? Yeah, yeah. Which would be He's the, got the, lo- the love affair of a life. Which would be the first NBA player to not cheat on his mistress. <laughs> I do think that we'll see him play with his son. I really think that that's something that's yeah. going to happen. Uh, if he was Australian or part of the Commonwealth, he'd be definitely be. Sir LeBron by now. So, yeah, good luck to him. Mm. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be chatting AFL and NRL straight after this. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. The Swans beat the Western Bulldogs last night, Shad. Um, for lots of people, that's not that exciting. But it does mean, I think before the game, the, the Western Bulldogs had hopes of making it to the top four on the ladder. Uh, but after the Swans win, it's definitely not the case. Well, yeah, the gap started to widen now, um, and the Swans kind of maybe uh, I don't know. <laughs> the Swans kind of hopeful of getting into the eight, but I don't think that's going to happen at all. Uh, yeah, it was a nice tight win for the Swannies. Again, a sad day for Shane Lee not to be back on the podcast yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, something for him to yeah, celebrate. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I was going to say uh, I was reading through the. AFL group on subreddit on Reddit and apparently the only team the only teams that can't make it mathematically into the top eight are North Melbourne and West Coast so yeah right if Hawthorne who are sitting 16th on the table were to win every game for the rest Mm. of the season they could still make it to a final yeah, and obviously depending on other people's reactions because there's still two for six games the Swans at 11 still could make it up there 
Well, 100%. I mean, they've got Freo next, which will be a bit of a reality check potentially, but like Essendon. Uh, but then GWS, Gold Coast, Adelaide, Melbourne at the end. I mean, it's not the... Well, the way the Swans are, nothing's easy. Yeah, <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, even I, I feel like after sort of the Bulldogs, Geelong level, who, who are on thirty six points, then Geelong thirty four points. Yeah, you've got to drop down to thirty two, and Collingwood and Port Adelaide, who are at the top, are on fifty six. Yeah. So you, you know, good luck. This battle of Port Adelaide and Collingwood, the the Port uh, Port Adelaide Collingwood battle at the top of the ladder, I think, is quite fascinating because like. It's, it's just free. based on Jersey rivalry. Well, it's kind of. I think I really like what Danny McGinley said about the idea of them being in a final and Port trying to play in the prison bar. Yeah, would yeah, be yeah. Awesome. yeah, it'd be amazing. But even just looking at how the the rest of their season kind of shapes up, so Collingwood's free out this weekend. Then you've got they've got Port. So then that's going to be the big game. Like next week, it's them v Port Adelaide. So top of the table clash and then there's five weeks after that remaining. So you sit there and you go, okay, well, say Collingwood somehow lose, which I think, I don't think that's going to happen. But then they've got Carlton, Hawthorne, Geelong, the Lions, Essendon. And you look at all those and you go, who's going to trouble Collingwood there? You know what I mean? So you sit there and you go, well, Port needs to beat Collingwood there if they want to try and stay top of the table. And I just feel look- sorry for Carlton right now because they're playing Port Adelaide tomorrow. Yeah, and then, and then they've got West Coast, <laughs> and then they've got yeah. Collingwood. Could so- you imagine this though? There's there's a scenario where Carlton Collingwood Carlton could rob Collingwood of their number one spot if they somehow play lights out and turn the clock back to when the rivalry was in rivalry. You mean if they actually play? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, that could be a defining moment. But, yeah, the AFL uh, ladder really has such a gigantic gap at the top there, isn't it? It, it sure does. All right, let's look at the NRL. Uh, I read an interesting article this morning from Andrew Webster, uh, you know, from Channel 9 slash Sydney Morning Herald, same thing these days. Is the state of origin the gem in the crown of the NRL or is it the demise of for NRL clubs. So Jewel in the Crown and Webster's just gone, God, it's Origin Week, isn't it? Better go and get my big, thick, dusty book from off the shelf that sits there for the whole season. Cliched articles. (sighs) What do I need to put out here today? Oh, that's right. Origin is ruining the game. What what are the other options here? Origin's ruined the game. It shouldn't be played on Wednesdays. It should be a standalone. It It should should be at the end end of the the season. (laughs) Eligibility, no, we ran that a lot last year. I mean, shut up. (laughs) Let's just shut up, all right? The other, oh, it's 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 awful because a dead rubber happened. Like, give it a rest, Webster. It is the jewel (laughs) in the crown of, of the NRL, okay? It's the jewel in the crown of the competition, and if you if you are worried about it in terms of a rep standing, all right, all these people that keep kicking on, all of those issues that they go, oh, this the the scheduling of it, how it affects clubs and where it is in the calendar and eligibility rules, you know what's going to fix all of that? Invest more heavily into the international game, make the international game super strong and super competitive, and then you'll be able to shift origin. Because then you'll be able to move the rep season around, make it a viable TV product where NRL doesn't have to be played during that time, and then you'll get the big break that you want. Yep, it's a simple, simple. Look, fix. I actually agree with the international part for for lots of reasons. 
um, especially with all of this Southern Hemisphere, island countries, etc. We really, really should be supporting them in their rugby league journey. And they're growing. They're growing heaps now. Yeah, but, you know, th- there was discussion around the uh, Rugby League World Cup not being played in France or wherever it was. Yeah, it's not going to be. I think it's going to be played yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course it's going to be here because we're the only real country in the world that plays rugby league. Well, I mean... We're the only country that cares about it currently. Well, I... Th- and it's very parochial. I think that if France hadn't overloaded themselves with every major tournament and world competition over the next three years in a row and are in the middle of a socioeconomic <laughs> fucking police yeah. brutality giant uproar at the moment, um, I don't yeah. think the NRL, uh, the Rugby League World Cup, would have been moved. They they kind of pushed to get it. It was not like it was forced upon anyone. Um, yeah. I think that it, it is it is a tournament that's exclusively going to be played between uh, played in countries like Australia, New Zealand and England pretty exclusively but it'll it'll grow from that because when you see uh, teams like France become more competitive and and follow suit of these island nations Maybe. that issue changes as you invest in the international game. No, and no one in England cares about the game. Not since the 1950s. Yeah, but Japan Japan rallied around the rugby union. Yeah. Like the Rugby Union World Cup, right? When their team was pretty non non consequential, but they spent years of developing to become a competitive force in it. So when you when you have a World Cup, you try to be successful. You invest in the sport. You create grassroots, yeah. and then the knock on effect happens. Now, rugby league as a World Cup sport is only a pretty fairly new concept in terms of being an actual viable, oh. interesting thing on a calendar yeah. with competitive yeah, teams. But hold on a second. That's if you want to talk new. about like international rugby no, league. No, I'm never going to convince no, you. Not. So we can, not, we, not, we can talk around in circles. Just look at this. So you've got the... <laughs> remember, there used to be an Ashes in rugby league. Yeah? Yeah, there used to be test matches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Australia used to play... Well, they called them Great Britain when they played the Ashes. And that stopped 20 years ago. Yeah. But even 20 years ago, it had dwindled to Australia winning every single series for the you know, the previous 20 years. Yeah, exactly. And that's because England just don't give a shit about rugby league. Well, it's, and it's also because we're the premier competition in the in the world. Now England's competitive. Yeah. England, like, England's a competitive side. New Zealand's a competitive side. New Zealand won a World Cup and Australia lost. Tonga beat Australia. Tonga beat uh, New Zealand. Samoa beat New Zealand. Like, there's competitions yeah. happening now people that sit here and go that sit in your camp and go oh, it's not it's bullshit it's just shit right over it's like yeah but this thing takes time and investment yeah agreed so you agreed. can't have a team just become awesome in three years four years two years one year it takes a decade like it took jason tomololo to decide to go with his heritage and play for tonga and then it took three years and veteran players on the back end of their careers to go, yeah, we're going to do it as well, to then convince other people to play for Tonga. Then Tonga took a dip because the quality of their players weren't as good, but Samoa took that on board and then that happened. Like, these are dominoes that take a long time to come into effect. So, like, to boo-hoo it and go, don't even try it anymore, I think is, like, it's ridiculous. Agreed. Are there any games you're watching this weekend? Oh, mate, I can't wait for tonight's absolute ripper. Have you not circled this in the calendar? Like, I circled this yonks ago. Knights, Tigers? I feel like I feel like the West Tigers play the Knights every weekend. Knights, Tigers? Knights, Tigers, maybe? Have they not played each other like three times this season already? Oh, mate, I, wait, if they have, then, geez, why, why are we even watching State of Origin? 
Um, I mean, the the NRL has saved the best. Now, nah, look, I think the the there's going to be a few blowouts this weekend. I really think, but the, I think the best game of the round is easily Sharks v Warriors. Like that's that's a competitive game. That's a Sharks going over to New Zealand to play the Warriors, who are a top eight side. Sharks are yet to beat a top eight side this season. Need to prove themselves. The Warriors have had a pretty poor form at home, mm. so it's like, what's worse, the Sharks' record against the top eight? The Warriors are going to get eaten by the Sharks. I was sitting in a room full of Sharks the other day, and the, the I think they're going to win. Yeah, well, you're a bit biased. They convinced me. You're a bit they biased. Um, you you and Toby Rudolph, you, you got your hand in Toby Rudolph's pocket, so that's that's neither here. <laughs> Or there, um, but it's going to be a good test. The Warriors just announced uh, Sean Johnson signed on for another year there as well. So, you beauty, Tigers miss out on yet another half to, to replace Luke Brooks. Good on you, Sean. That's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit subscribe, follow, share it with your mates. <laughs> a big thank you to our sponsors. Ah, sell AED, the world's smallest defibrillator. And we'll be back Monday with your daily dose of sport. Hello everyone, Hanksy Nelson here, and guess what? I'm on fire up this week. Look, this is a dream come true. That's not right, it's a nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. Find Fire Up on any podcast app.